Das Kane with a revival on Victory 91.5. We always, isn't, that, isn't that a great sound? Yeah, absolutely. We always call ourselves the sound of revival. Yeah, that is two sisters and a brother from Alabama. One of the new bands that just came out, they're the one band I think I'd really like to see right now. In person, whatever concerts. Yeah, when they start doing these things. Happen again. again. Crazy things. Now we're talking about Pentecost and you're talking about this sword meaning what comes out of our mouth. Right, because we're back at, we're not up to Pentecost yet, but it is Pentecost uh, tonight beginning, so we're here to talk about Pentecost, but we haven't got there yet because we're talking about if these, um, what happened over these last few months was a glimpse of the end times, and are we seeing these little glimpses? And so we're all the way up to Passover and talking about what happens with the second sword, the the red horseman that comes out and he's as a sword, and, but Jesus always says a sword coming out of his mouth, so that means you and I have a sword in that sense. The Word of God should be coming out of our mouth, and it should be powerful. And what do we do, and how do we deal with the things that come at us, especially this coronavirus thing? You know, that sword is also in your fingertips if you're on social media, what comes out of your mouth. It's also... all the, true. <laughs> and that can be a very dangerous thing. So what is our response in, in the time of this uh, craziness going on? Here is Isaiah 54. Behold, I've created the blacksmith who blows the coals in the fire, who brings forth an instrument for his work, and I've created the spoiler to destroy. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and the righteousness is from me, says the Lord. So God is our defender, and he's given us a tongue that can deal when we have to deal with some things we don't want to. Isaiah 49, he made my mouth like a sharpened sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me into a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. He said to me, you are my servant, Israel, in whom my I will display my splendor. So, in a sense, if we think about this, the authority of whoever's carrying this sword is the person that is in authority in that conversation or in, in, in the sense of our government and our churches, our pastors. Who carries the sword is so important. That's why in America we are a republic and we have elections for these things. But there is, we also had a constitution, a Bill of Rights, to protect us. Just like in, in when you have a church, you have a certain rules of order that bring things in your home, your family, your father and mother and children. There's certain rules that, that, that cause that to function, that sword that's coming out of the mouth. What if we allow the government to make our personal choices and determine how we care for ourselves here in America? What if they then keep us safe but unfree? fail to safeguard our rights and close our businesses without legal basis. The Supreme Court has repeatedly ruled that our health care decisions are private, personal, not determined by the government. The Constitution was written to restrain the government from determining what is essential and non-essential for individuals, so they could not limit them to whoever serves, enhances, maintains, and removes obstacles to exercise their power. America is a wonderful, beautiful place. Uh, but we also have to guard it. If we are caretakers with this sword, that's part of our job. The sword sets the agenda. Legal governments are elected to keep us free from tyrants, not viruses, because decisions are colored by politics. What if the government experts are wrong? Reducing immunity by face masks and quarantining hundreds of millions of healthy people for months makes no medical sense. What if more credible scientists and physicians disagree with the government than agree, but they silence or listen only to those who tell them what they want to hear? stoking fear because it produces compliance. Could America be turned into a trembling, fearful people in an instant? 
I didn't think so, but could we forget that the news we watch is mostly fake, the, the media thrives on lying, and the medical insurance industry has long fallen into corruption? Could Americans, shielded by a Constitution and Bill of Rights, trade those rights for heavy-handed government oversight without consent? Could a generation far removed from its own birth forget the warning of one of its founders, Patrick Henry, that the Constitution is not an instrument for the government to restrain the people, it's an instrument for the people to restrain the government lest they come to dominate our lives and interests. Well, I will certainly never question how quickly this nation could fall. We say it's one nation under God. You know what? We are those caretakers as the church. If we have this Holy Spirit power that we talk about, then, then we are the most powerful force on the earth. Here's what Psalm 149 says about us. Let his faithful people rejoice in this honor and sing for joy on their beds. May the praise of God be in their mouths and a double-edged sword in their hands to inflict vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples to bind their kings. So, you know, we have a responsibility in America as Christians. When you talk about this second seal that happened at, uh, in, at Passover, Jesus opens these seals. So it's not... All bad news is not just the horsemen riding out, bringing destruction, but it's God's will being done. So what is the end result? It's the biblical year 5780. The number 80 in Hebrew is pay. The 17 letter is, is the same thing, which symbolizes overcoming the enemy and complete victory. God's already set in line for us to have complete victory. Where are the two places at Passover? Matthew 27 so they went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone, posting a guard. The guard, meanwhile, fell on their faces as dead men. Jesus walked out of the grave with the keys of death in Hades. He ascended 40 days later so he could release the baptism of the Holy Spirit onto his church. The other seal, Ephesians 1, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Salvation is that seal. So one of the reasons of coming in, just going, not just starting at Pentecost, but looking through this whole time that we've had over these last three months is to say, listen, we as a church are, have a responsibility to the people that we elect. We have it to each other, to our families. And if, if this is what has happened, then what is the responsibilities? And I'm going to, because there's so much to talk about, we're going to break that down into one more team. One more important thing is where two or more are gathered, he said, I am there. We're going to look at that concept of the power of the meeting together of Christians.